I would like to talk to you for a few moments about a subject we are all familiar with. It's sin. I want a, a child to tell me what sin is. Someone tell me what sin is. Back there. Sin is something you do wrong that God doesn't want you to. That's exactly right. God has told us in his Bible the kinds of things he doesn't want us to do. And has anybody here never sinned? Oh, anybody here ever sinned just once? No, we all sin, don't we? I would like to find out what some of those sins are. And I'm going to ask Mrs. Hagenbaugh to write those sins on this egg. Isn't she beautiful? I, I, want, I want her to write all of your sins. No, I just want to name some sins, okay? So from children and parents, you might have to help me out if your child says a sin uh, and I don't hear it. So uh, somebody tell me, what is a sin? Something you do wrong. Something you do wrong, Mrs. Egenbaugh. Well, uh, name another sin back there. Arguing with your mom for not doing your chores. Can you get that on that egg? Uh, okay, give me another one. Disobedience is another one. Okay. Stealing is sin, isn't it? Running and hiding when your mom says, do the dishwasher. Okay? How about pulling your little sister's hair? (laughs) Being jealous. That's a good one. Jealousy is sin, right? Lying is sin isn't it? Lying is sin and jealousy is sin. Hurting others. And sometimes we don't have to hit people to hurt them, do we? We can hurt them with our words, can't we? And so hurting others. How about uh, hitting your little brother? So we do lots of sins, don't we? How about cheating? Write cheating down, Mrs. Hagenbaugh. Cheating is sin, isn't it? And you know, we all sin. And the reason that we sin is because Adam, the first man, sinned after God created him. And he sinned by being disobedient. Uh, God told him not to eat from a particular tree, and he did anyway. And so God had to do something about all this sinning that was going on. And you notice this looks awful, doesn't it? I mean, this is awful. There's sin on top of sin on top of sin. And that's the way it is in our lives sometimes, isn't it? There's sin on top of other sins, and our, our lives look ugly. Our hearts get all fouled up, and they kind of are hard, and they look ugly. And pretty soon, uh, the sin controls us. 
But in the process of all of that, God decided that he would do something about it. He decided that he would send his son, Jesus, and Jesus would come and he would die on a cross and he would do that so that he could take away all of our sin. And in the, in, in, in the process of his dying on the cross, he was able to take away all of our sin and lo and behold, we come out looking without all of that ugliness because Jesus came, he lived his life on earth, he never sinned, he died on the cross, and we're going to talk in a little while again about him shedding his blood for us. And if we receive him, he takes all of our sin away. The Bible says he puts it way, way, way away from us. The Bible tells us God never remembers our sin again. And we come out looking like this, soft and tender, and uh, we don't have all that ugliness in our lives. Then Jesus went back to heaven to prepare a place for us so that we could live there with him all through eternity. Isn't that wonderful that God takes away all of our sin? Thank you. Do you have that permanent marker? Hey, do you have the permanent marker still? The Sharpie? Yeah. Let me see this for a second. Somebody told me this between services. I want to see if this is true. Okay. Once you've accepted Jesus as your Savior and he's washed your sins away. Whoops. All right. You can still sin and you still need to confess those sins, but they can't stick to you anymore. Let me see if this is true. Mostly true. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's 100% true. It, the illustration doesn't work quite 100%. Okay, never mind. That's right. Yeah, the truth is right. Moving on. Anyway, that was a great message about Jesus, and we want to praise Jesus and thank him for all the things he's done in our lives. So we are going to sing two of our favorite songs in children's ministry. If you're in kindergarten through fifth grade, run up here on stage with me. We're going to lead everybody in worshiping Jesus. We're going to do uh, two songs. The first one's called Jesus, You're My Superhero. And the hand motions during the verse are real easy. It's mostly like this or whatever. But it goes... And then when you get to the chorus, we want everybody to do this with us. It goes, Jesus, you're my superhero. And you fly around like you have a cape on. You're my star. So you kind of make your body into a star. You're my best friend. And then you give somebody a high five to like your friends. Okay. All right. So let's have everybody stand up. And we're going to do Jesus, you're my superhero. Shine. He's the one who puts the moon in the 
job, everybody. All right, now we're going to sing our children's ministry theme song. Go ahead and start it. We sing this almost every week. And this is the Emily mix. So No one. 
right. Good job, you guys. Okay, you can sit down. Awesome singing, you guys. Man, that song gets stuck in my head. I love that part. Um, but and I love to praise Jesus because he is amazing. And especially on Palm Sunday, as we think about him going into Jerusalem to die on the cross for our sins. Um, as we think about on Friday, the actual crucifixion. On Sunday next week, when we think about the resurrection and how the Bible says Jesus rose from the dead in order to offer eternal life to everyone who believes. Isn't that amazing? God wants to have a relationship with us. He wants us to be part of his family. He wants us to get to know him better every day, serve him, work alongside him. And none of that would be possible if Jesus hadn't died on the cross and overcome what the Bible calls the curse, the curse of spiritual death that our sins brought about. And I had some kids come in this week. We filmed a little video that tells the story of the curse of spiritual death in a parable with eggs. So check out our video. Hi, I'm Captain Kurt. And I'm Bob. We're from Spiance Headquarters, where we combine spying and science. Spiance! To help kids get to know God better. Anyway, today I want to tell you a story about an egg. <laughs> Bob, stop it. All right, this is a story for our spientists about an egg. The, Bob! Don't. This is serious. All right, anyway, today... Oh, Bob... Please, let me just tell the story. Oh, kids, why don't you guys just take it away? Come with me on a journey to the faraway land of Ecuador, a beautiful land where dozens of eggs live their simple lives, much like we do, except they rolled everywhere they went. But a dark shadow hung over Ecuador. The curse of the hammer of death, which ended each egg's life sooner or later with a sudden curse smash. In fact, every young egg has earned a solidity. Egg cells are fragile and easily broken. The hammer will smash you, and that's no joke. Eggs are not great poets. Somebody insisted there was a secret way to avoid the curse of the hammer of death by hiding under the silver shield of indestructible mist. Most eggs try to not think of the hammer at all. That didn't work so well. For example, this is Mr. Agnostic. He wasn't really sure there was a hammer. He thought it was just a story older eggs told smaller eggs to, to scare them into being good. But one day when he was walking in the, park, in the park, he saw a T-shaped shadow come over him. He tried to run, but it was too late. His existence was over. And meet Mr. Exception. He believed in the hammer. But he thought it only came for really bad eggs. 
He thought, I'm such a good egg. I'm sure I'm, I'm an exception. He, um, the curse of the hammer doesn't apply to me. He thought that right up until the hammer smashed him. His life was extinguished. And this little guy here at Rapturing Rubber Bands is Mr. Escape Artist. He prided himself to be able to escape from bands, ropes, handcuffs, chains, even Twizzlers, and fruit by the foot. He thought that if the hammer came for him, he would be able to escape. But just as he said the word escape, the hammer came and... He expired. This was the strongest egg of all, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He wasn't afraid of anything. Tanks, no problem. Giant monsters, piece of cake. He thought that he could destroy anything that came his way, so he actually went out to find the hammer. And sure enough, he did. So with a mighty cry, he rushed at the hammer. Turns out, he wasn't so indestructible after all. He was quite egg-spendable. And this is Mrs. Over-Easy. She liked the fine things in life. A luxury car, Hulu Plus, 6,000 count cotton sheets. One night, she pulled those sheets over her head and... Her sleep was extended that indefinitely. Now here we have the smartest of all the eggs, Albert Eggstein. He wasn't afraid of the hammer, because he trusted in his great learning and knowledge to save him. In fact, he was right in the middle of a book titled Hammer Myths and Other Silly Religions when... Apparently, there are some truths that exceed even Eggstein's IQ. Next up is Mr. Extreme Riches. He had everything, worldly success, fame, and wealth. He trusted his money. But did his money protect him from the hammer? Not as much as he expected. Then we have little Miss Eggs the Special. She was 
way too popular for everything. She only hung out with grade A eggs. She she hung out with only athletes and movie stars. She was way too famous for anything to happen to her. The hammer would have to make an appointment with her agent. It turns out her appointment book was more accessible than she thought. And look at this guy, all decked out. This is Mr. Exciting. He had lots and lots of friends and went from party to party dancing like this. One day, doing his favorite dance move, the sprinkler. And so it went. Nanny and the egg was smashed. Until one day. And finally we have Egbert. Egbert realizes that eggshells are not very strong and they are no match for a hammer. So he searched and found the silver shield of indestructibleness. When the hammer came for him, he took shelter inside and... The egg is safe. Okay, Bob, do you see the point of that story? Yes, look out for hammers. No! Go to Ecuador. No, Bob. Eat scrambled eggs? No, the point is Jesus is our silver shield of indestructibleness. Say what? Well, we all live under a curse too, but it's not the curse of the hammer of death. It's the curse of sin. Oh, sin is the bad things we do. Right. Lying, disobeying our parents mean to other dragons <laughs> yes and the bible says when you sin the pay you get is death that spiritual death or being separated from god forever Ooh, that's bad right but there's good news there is we don't have to be separated from god no the rest of the verse says but god gives you the gift of eternal life that's because of what christ jesus our lord has done eternal life yes knowing god and living with him forever how by believing in what Jesus has done. What has Jesus done? <laughs> well, remember, it's our sin that separates us from God. So Jesus died on the cross and got in trouble for all of our sins so that we wouldn't have to get in trouble for them. Believing in Jesus washes those sins away so that nothing can keep us apart from God. Oh, that's exciting. Get it? Yes, I get it. Exciting? I got it. So Jesus is like our silver shield of indestructibleness because... Because... You said so! No! Because Jesus shields us from the punishment for our sins. Oh, that's awesome! Can I read the verse again? Sure. When you sin, the pay you get is death. But God gives you the gift of eternal life. That's because of what Christ Jesus our Lord has done. 
Good job. Nailed it. <laughs> right. And kids? What? Better put a bag over your head. <laughs> Why would they put a bag over their head? Because God's about to blow your mind. Yeah, those, oh, those kids are so cute. But I love that story. I mean, and that verse, man, Jesus came to give us the gift of eternal life. And if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior and received his gift of eternal life, I can't think of a better time to do it than right now. So I'm, I'll just lead us in a prayer. Uh, if you've never told Jesus you want him to be your Savior, just pray along with me in your head. God knows your thoughts and trust him as your Savior today. Uh, let's pray. Dear Jesus... Thank you that you didn't want us to be separated from you. Thank you that you came down to this earth and lived as a human being and died on the cross and got punished for all the bad things I've done so that I could be forgiven and could be reconnected to God. Uh, I know there's nothing I could do to earn it. Um, Only you could save me from the consequences for my sin. So I trust in you as my Savior. Amen. All right, if you trust in Jesus as your Savior, the Bible says that all your sins are immediately forgiven. You're adopted into God's family forever. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. You have a relationship with God. You can read the Bible and pray and get to know God better every single day and serve Him and work alongside Him and look forward to living with Him forever in heaven. That is pretty darn exciting. And we have a lot of fun in children's ministry sharing that truth. And I just love the the kids here so much. They're so cute. And just to kind of finish up this before we we call the worship team back up, um, I wanted to show you some excerpts from this day of shooting just so you could get kind of a feel for how cute these kids are. So we'll watch these outtakes, and then Pastor Rich will come up and introduce us to communion. The curse of the hammer. <laughs> that failed. <laughs> so we searched and found this. So we searched and found the silver shield of instructableness. Indestructibleness. <laughs> Indestructibleness. <laughs> so should I do it again? <laughs> so. So he searched and found the... Okay, can I do it again? So he searched and found the silver shield of indestructible... Okay. So he searched and found the... (laughs) Okay, so... Okay. So he searched and found the silver shield of indestructibleness. Okay, now bring your hands back. One, two, three. Okay, do it again. One, two, three. I I don't let it get all over. You don't. Okay. Three. Harder. He's strong. He is. He is strong. Wow. Yeah, that's a. 
He's trying to him. He's possibly. Wow. Possibly Hi, I'm Captain Kurt. And I'm Bob. Wait, what? <laughs> Next, we have the smile of all the Elver Exile. He wasn't. He wasn't afraid of the hammer. He trusted his own learning and knowledge to save him. In fact, he was right in the middle of reading a book titled "Hammer Myth and Other Silly Origins." When wow, apparently. There are some truths that even exceed even egg science IQ. Today, I want to tell you a story about an egg. <laughs> Where is it, Bob? I swallowed it. Oh. Today, I want to tell you a story about an egg. <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> Bob, stop it. Oh. <laughs> he did that. <laughs> See, I told you at the outset, the church this morning would be an existential experience. <laughs> when Jesus came into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday, it started a whole line of events. And uh, one of those events was the last meeting, or one of the last meetings he had with his disciples and he took them up to an upper room and remember we've been saying that Jesus is our shelter that Jesus is the one that God sent to die for us so that we don't have to suffer the punishment of sin um, but Jesus didn't want us to forget that so he took his disciples up to an upper room and he gave them a way to remember what he had done for them. And he gave them a little piece of bread and he gave them a little glass of uh, wine and he told them to drink it and remember that Jesus' body was broken, that his blood was shed, and that he did that so that we wouldn't have to suffer the consequences of sin. And then he told them to do that until he comes again. So that means every person who believes in Jesus should be able to do this thing that we call communion until he comes again. And that's why we do it here at Northwest Hills. And even if you're a child here this morning and you have asked the Lord Jesus to come into your life and, and take away your sin, then you can get up and take communion with your parents or the adults that are with you. There's a station over there. There's one back there, one over there, and one over here. And there's even one by that door back there that is gluten-free. And as our worship team comes and they lead us in some more worship, then perhaps uh, you will want to get up and go and get the, the, the little piece of bread and 
the cup and maybe find a corner, maybe find a place to kneel down or bring it back to your chair and have communion there. Let's bow together and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you made salvation possible for us. Our hearts looked awful, full of sin before the Lord Jesus came and before we trusted him. And so today, Father, we thank you that you made it possible for us to have a relationship with you. So, Father, we don't want to be empty inside. We want to be people who are full of Jesus. And now as we remember that his body was broken for us, that his blood was shed for us, and that's the reason we don't have to suffer the penalty of sin. We would ask you, Father, to bless us as we take communion now. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.